Hello and welcome back to Link to the Cast, your weekly dose of video games and nerd culture ephemera available everywhere good podcasts are sold. I'm your party host, Dave Ryan. I'm joined by the full complement this week. First, he's a platforming prodigy. He's Mark Robinson, who uh, spent an evening in my neighbourhood yesterday, but we did not pass each other. We did not, and I spent the entire evening, as I have most of this week, wandering about the... Pining uh, after me? No, no, just, just wandering oh, about right, okay. the question... That has that has sprung to me over the last week, which is who the hell is Edgar? And it's it's stuck with me. It's really stuck with me this week. But I'm very well. Thanks for asking. How are you yeah. doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. I like I am staggered to remember now that Eurovision was less than a week ago as we're recording this. Um, and and I just read today there are four songs for the first time ever. There are four songs in the uh, the top ten charts of I presume the UK. Uh, yeah. Which has never happened before, which I was kind of surprised by. That I, like I, I see that Blesser, the the UK entry has pivoted hard into a, a career in memeing on Twitter, having absolutely bombed out in terms of scores. Hey, hey, hey! We did better than what what our average probably is over like the last ten years. Yeah. and I would like to say, at are this you about point, to go? For, are you about to? Are you about to? Are you about to go? Like, didn't you finish like? Second. Really high last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we finished. Yeah. I mean, that's probably bumped to average up. But if you go back like the last like five, ten years, it's constantly. I, I thought you were about to go into, oh, we did better than Germany, mate. Ay, ay, ay. I was actually two, about to say we did do better than Germany. Two World Wars, one World Cup. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I mentioned this in one of our group chats the other day, but I would think at this point, because Germany have been consistently worse than us in Eurovision for yeah. some time now. But they've also won it recently, so. Mm. When did they win it last? 2010, I want to say. Would you want Lena, is it? Oh, yeah. I'd have to go back. I think we can all agree. Well, at least I, I, I'm not sure about Garrett, Wildcard. But uh, I, as, as we get on here, we'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, I, I think we can all agree that Sweden shouldn't have won. Yeah, yeah. absolutely robbed Finland. Yeah, Finland. I didn't mind it, but... Oh, here Finland he or Austria like, it, 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 There's nothing wrong with it. It's not like a horrible song, one, but it's yeah. just such a boring song. Yeah. It's also, it's, it's not Euphoria. Like, you know. It's so, it's so like the, like I was saying to you guys in the group chat, like I hate the house style six out of 10 Eurovision mm-hmm. that they all do. And I, I, I hate a ballad. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, Finland was the best song. And then Austria was the best ironic song. Um. I, I, I just 2023 Edgar Allan Poe reimagined, reimagined like you've never you've never seen before God bless them um, joining us Mr. Chelsea the season of pain is nearly over Potch is on the way to put an arm around the shoulder Jack Lazell how are you feeling? Is it weird I'd rather talk about Eurovision than Chelsea? <laughs> is, is no not in the slightest I mean I, I've got to say Finland like that song you know, I barely ever listen to any Eurovision songs after it's over. I'm like, okay, I'm done now. Um, and it yeah. only really started with Maniskin, where I was like, oh, I quite like this song. I quite like it. But this week, I listened to that Finland song quite a few times. That thing absolutely mm. bumps, man. And, and let's not overlook the arm-pumping sideways dance as part of the... Because you need a good, solid dance move as part of your Eurovision performance, and he nailed it. The fact that he was also just wearing like the sleeves of a of a green sort of yes. um, like leather shirt was was quite yeah. a costume. One well. one thing I took exception to was anyone on commentary who referred to what he had as a jacket. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Like, that is the, the opposite of a jacket. It's like referring to it as a deep V. Like, that is a yeah. really, really deep V. I, I feel like Eurovision as a whole has an aversion to jackets, which quite mm. rightly so, considering. Let's introduce our other co-host. Last Christmas, we gave him best music. Then last week, he stabbed us in the fucking back. It's Gar Kidney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one of the canister a week, aren't they? Oh, I'm pacing in the den all week about it. I've listened back to that segment like four times. It's so good. <laughs> Funny. Because <laughs> there's the double layer of like the reveal of the round, which gets a good chuckle in the first place. And then there were the, the complete calamity of the round, <laughs> which is just the best. We're, we're all immediately, and I, I can speak for myself here, but I bet Dave and Mark are the same. We're all immediately confident. Oh, we're going like 10, 15 deep as a yeah. minimum here. Oh, yeah. I think I even yeah. said that on the show was like, if you had given me your four topics beforehand, I would say that's the one we'll all stay in the longest. And the thing <laughs> as well, if we had had the the kind of pre-context of like okay it's going to be sort of classic traditional christmas songs we'd have also done as like good as well but we all went for contemporary pop christmas songs and that was our, our downfall well the I funny went, thing is uh, there is some of those on the yeah, album you just picked is. the wrong ones yeah. well yeah it's it's still maddening that like the ones that should be on there were not on there but they're telling you know, me I, I've, I've had a week to let go so yeah well I, i'll never I found it excellently hilarious because that went very well for me. <laughs> like I won and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> like, no, I, I loved it. I um, I very like when I listen back to the like when I'm editing the show and I'm listening back through. Like I very rarely dwell on anything because I'm just kind of trying to get through the editing and stuff and get it posted. But I I I listened back to that bit twice when I was editing it because I was just cracking up so much the first time round. I didn't even check. Like there were any errors or any weird pops or anything in the audio in there. I was just enjoying it way too much. So thanks for that, Garrett. The only pops in the audio were you editing it. Yeah, it was just <laughs> me laughing my head off at whatever dark type of night it was at that mm. point. But other than the the transgressions you made last week, how have you been, Garrett? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking, Dave. Let's talk about what we've been watching. And there's one big thing on the slate for three of us this week Gar- Mark you haven't joined us in the in, I haven't got around to seeing it yet no okay Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 where do we start um, Garrett Marvel good movie what is this I know it's it's strange almost to go in there and sit down and watch a movie that looks good doesn't look like shit very rare of the movies these days and also is like a coherently structured piece of storytelling it feels like a human being put together a story as opposed to this weird like by committee uh, focus tested to death marvel approach that has been pretty much everything since endgame yeah it's a good movie it's just a real darn good movie yeah and like it it, it's such a great wrap-up to a trilogy of great movies as well it feels like it was a movie that was completed before Endgame burnt everyone out and only just came out now. Like, it was so... These movies have been so good that I love them in spite of how much Chris Pratt annoys everyone now. Like, his big face is all over the screen most of the movie and not for one second go, oh, there's the annoying man. <laughs> you know, I I absolutely loved it and... Something else about it, Jack, is it's one of the first Marvel movies in a long time that has a genuine heart to it. It genuinely makes you feel things. Yeah, definitely. I think um, holding off on Rocket's 
like origin story f- for this long gave it that much more impact because normally the first thing that you get now when you're introduced to a bunch of characters is an origin story like right away and i you know i think there was a lot of fatigue generally with the origin story con- concept so i think really we've only delved massively into peter's past mm. like we've heard stories from the other characters about why they are the way they are yeah we've we seen a bit of, we've seen a bit of gamora yeah. in infinity war yeah but we don't we don't have like a whole just you know dedicated section whereas man they really made me care about this goddamn raccoon dave yeah like they humanized rocket raccoon in a way that you know you could watch pretty much the whole of any modern marvel thing in the last few years and you will not feel as deeply as you do for this this cgi raccoon here so uh, i think they did an incredible job in giving this thing some heart and it just uh the the style that um that was brought to it by james gunn and just the way he brings that to to all of these movies i think they're gonna miss him really dearly because he feels like he has an original voice now say what you want about um the uh doctor strange of it all and the sam raimi of it all mark mark's favorite director sam raimi um but you will (laughs) you will genuinely in his um attempt at a marvel movie get a sam raimi movie and it feels like a sam raimi movie and his weirdness that he brought to it was one of the things about it that made it what it was i would say i I think he made a movie that was interesting rather than great and it was interesting in spite of the stuff he had to adhere to whereas like this feels like it was just a great movie yeah it was just a great movie but what i mean is you've got that specific directorial voice which makes it feel like an original thing Mm. it makes it it makes you feel like yes you have all these characters that you know and that you've been part of their lives for the last few years but we're seeing a specific person's art slash artist's interpretation of what one of these movies should be and it felt the same way with sam raimi as well when he made the doctor strange movie and i just i fear for the future of marvel because other than those two movies the last few have not felt like that in any way shape or form and that makes it feel by the numbers and the same can be said of the majority of the tv stuff as well um in the last few attempts and i noticed they kind of haven't had anything in in the back pocket now for a while and we've kind of had a little bit of a break from the marvel tv shows it's almost as if they knew that maybe people were getting a little bit sick of what they were trying to do i i don't know um but yeah this is it just highlighted to me how good james gunn is and how much of a of of a like original filmmaker he feels and his specific voice really just giving the movie strength and yeah i thought all of the acting performances in it were great specifically i i I don't think she gets enough credit um and (laughs) i always struggle with her name but like is it pom pom clementif clementif that's it who who plays mantis right in this movie she cracked me up like a good five or six times like i think this is one of her funniest um, performances and I, I really loved it. I, I also think would you would you agree that like they toned like he was still very funny, but they toned back the fully slapstick direction that Drax was headed in in the last one. Like I feel like they turned that crank up to ten in volume two and they eased it back a little in this, even though he has killer lines and yeah. some real dumb guy stuff. 
um, I feel that they kind of arrested that kind of path that he was on uh, where it felt like, you know, the, the, the Simpsons problem of that, like Homer became exponentially dumber season after season and then just became a jerk. <laughs> like, Yeah, I never felt like Drax is a jerk. Yeah. I mean, you kind of feel like that, like when you very first meet him because you don't get him kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, D- Dave Batista maybe... I think he he didn't have a a central role to play in the movie. He did get his one moment, which was unfortunately ruined in the trailer because I think it would have popped me massively if I'd gone to that movie not knowing that he just propels that basketball into that little animal girl's face Mm. the first time round. Like, I think that when I first saw that in the the trailer, I, I laughed heartily at that. But yeah, the rest of the movie was more of a sort of blend of all of their characters and it, it it was only really Rocket who got the super spotlight. Um, what did we think of the villain, by the way? Because I, I saw a few things about people saying, oh, you know, it's the same Marvel weak villain problem. But I didn't feel like that. I thought this was a really good performance. One, one thing I was going to say, and I'll, I'll get Garrett to, to jump in and answer that first. One thing I was going to say was, um, and you may agree, and it's kind of tied into the villain thing, which is why I want to bring it up now, is that like, I think they did a good balancing act of like the stakes that it wasn't the whole universe on the line that even though it was an intergalactic adventure with somebody with like a villain with the ability to raise a planet to the ground essentially it was a story of like the stakes were we need to get our friend better you know um but what did you think of like the villain and that kind of the the issue of the stakes in marvel movies garrett yeah, the, the, that's the, the the end of the world problem, as you said, and they, they did lower the stakes and there is no world ending threat, even so, though the villain is, by all intents and purposes, a god, or yeah. at least a god to all the people whom he has created, what? which is almost, it's, it's a fun idea. He's a, a literal god, like he has actually created civilizations with his hand, which I think is an interesting kind of twist on on being a god. I I, I still kind of hate Drax, to go back to the last conversation. Like my breaking point with Drax was the Christmas special, in which I was just like, this character is unbearable and he is he is toned down here he's not as annoying but god not christmas special i'm like that is the just they have run out of material for that character Mm. he's unbearable but like yeah the the biggest thing for this film is it's 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 a very good advertisement for the upcoming slate of dc movies (laughs) it's it's like you see the the dude making them with this great movie who still makes these movies with heart and emotion and passion and feeling Mm. and he's going off to make the dc movies and then you just look at like who do they have left in like the the MCU kind of uh, canon for want of well, a better word? Yeah, there's only one of this whole cast is confirmed to be returning. Yeah, and like you look at like the first Avengers is a Joss Whedon movie for all of the yeah. Joss Whedon discourse. There's that's a Joss Whedon movie, and like the Russos have gone on to make some diabolical dog shit <laughs> since the, 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 they made their Avengers movies. But their Avengers movies are real darn good, and they they kind of guided that ship to port pretty darn well. Yeah, and then you you look at like if. if James Gunn is gone. All those other guys are gone. Who, <laughs> they, who, they, who they canned Edgar Wright before he even got to make his fucking movie. Yeah, who on earth are you going to get to like guide these overall universes other than Kevin Feige, who is clearly absolutely washed? Yeah. Like, the, I, I do appreciate like the more they have put produced by Kevin Feige on the front of all of these movies, the worse the movies have gotten. That mm. that has popped me a little bit. But yeah, that's like for as much as this film is good and it is, it's really enjoyable. It, it like puts a a bow on the Guardian series. I assume they're all going to spin off into their own little TV shows and well, films from a, here. A few of them are 
done. Like, Batista is has been open that this is his last Marvel movie. Um, yeah, like and I, I, it, it I seems assume... like there because you know you tried to do to put two and two together, and like there was talk this week that like Gunn has cast as Lex Luthor, and it's one of his Guardians alumni. Um, and it could be Big Dave. Yeah, but like the, the way this film ends with a potential Guardians team, it's like they're going to make more stuff with that. It, it, it maybe maybe tough to hang a film on those people. Yeah, but you, you you have Rocket there, but you could definitely hang a Disney Plus TV show on them. Yeah, and, and the, they could the go thing, off and do antics. And that's the thing about the Guardians and the comic books is that the the members revolve. Yeah, you know, one of the most famous revolving members they've already gotten rid of anyway in Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like over the years, that like that. That team that we know is a team that kind of, like, I could be wrong on this because I didn't read a lot of Guardian stuff, but, like, is kind of only in the, 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 is it the Abnet era of Guardians of the Galaxy where that team is the team? Um, But, yeah, there's, like, there's, with that brand, like, I definitely think it's one of those where, like, they're doing with, like, the Iron Man mini universe within the MCU like you should cool it off for a long time before you revisit that I think uh, the closer you release another Guardians thing after the James Gunn Guardian stuff it is going to be the comparison is not going to be great for them and they did leave stuff like they didn't close off like like Peter and uh, Nebula's relationship which they they could have done in this movie but they left that as an open thread that I assume will will resolve down the line yeah you'd imagine Karen Gillan is one of the people that would be happy to do another uh, like I can absolutely see Zoe Saldana Dave Batista being like you know what We're, we're actually fine thank you um but yeah that her and and maybe Mantis um you know, and a couple of others. Like, I don't think Will Poulter is brought in as a one and done. No, and he was brilliant, by the way, but he yeah. just wasn't really in it at all. Yeah. Yeah, very much a, a psych. And more of, he's more of a gag than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, <laughs> like, there was, gag, there was the small handful of, like, real Adam Warlock stands that are like, oh, he looks like a bit of a doof. It's like, I, he kind of is a fucking doof sometimes <laughs> in the comics, though. So, you know more power to yeah. them that is like the only doubt it's like it feels like the mcu's like dead cat bounce as opposed to like oh you know hope for the future of the mcu it's like no this is like the the final hurrah of the good mcu lord knows what comes next yeah yeah um especially when we saw our first i don't know how uh much you've seen of the set footage from uh the new captain america and uh starring in that movie will be one seth rollins <laughs> I hope they kill him off in the first scene. Yeah, he just based on his gear seems to be one of the Serpent Society. So, like, hopefully he gets jobbed to bits. Uh, straight People on. like Seth Rollins. No, like, as a, no, he's an extremely, as, no, he's an extremely annoying man, Jack. Yeah, I, he doesn't... Well, I, I think he's good at being annoying because then... If you're a pro wrestling heel who annoys people, people might pay to see you get the shit beaten out of you, right? To so me, it's sense. I want to watch another program. Annoying. He's also a baby face now. So yeah, he's, yes, he's been a baby either. face for quite a while and he's still doing the annoying thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And yeah. also probably the next World Heavyweight Champion, but yeah, yeah I digress. Lol, Cody. Um, mm. Right, okay. Let's move on. Anyone been playing anything this week? Or uh, Mark, you've been playing Humanity. Yeah. I think yeah, it's the I only have. thing that came out this Why week. Why did they put that out this week? What oh, the fuck I are they doing? Know. No, I have no idea, but I will say, now I've only played the prologue of Humanity, uh, which is 
only about 20 minutes, half an hour, but it's really, really good. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's humanity is this, it's kind of like sort of a throwback to those quirky PS1 Japanese, uh, puzzle games, uh, like intelligent cube. Um, and it has this kind of lemmings sort of mechanic to it where you play as a Shiba Inu and you are taking, uh, so you have like a, a line of, of people, it's this endless line of, of humanity and you have to direct them towards the goal basically. Um, but the way that you do it is as the dog, you can pick, uh, so the, the, the environment is like tile based, so you can come to a square, you can pick a direction. And then the the uh, queue, the, the people, when they hit the arrow, they will turn left or right or straight, depending on whatever direction you pick. Uh, over time, you get extra abilities, so you can have the people jump, so they can start jumping over obstacles. Um, there are uh, golden, uh, there's like one or two kind of golden people within the level, and they're kind of dotted around at different points, and the idea is you want to try and chain your uh, queue of people to hit that person and then from there get to the end of the level and it's one of those things where immediately you understand what the mechanics of this game is and you can see how they're going to expand on this over time you know you quickly see how they kind of add verticality and that you can have the people climb up walls and they can jump off um there's like full damage so you kind of have to think about in the environment where anything that's like above two blocks um they'll they'll die there's no like as far as i can see there's no kind of fail state in terms of uh like this is an endless queue of people that are coming out of like wherever the starting point is so if they fall off the side of a cliff and just start falling and they'll endlessly go and go i don't think the level ends um so you know if, if you get stuck at whatever point you just can kind of retry it again um obviously i've only done the prologue so i, I haven't really seen the game kind of fully flesh out all the mechanics that it has uh, but it, it scratches a certain itch that takes me back to the types of games that I would have played as a child. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really like it. It's it's on the PlayStation, I don't know what tier of the subscription service. It's on Steam as well. I'm playing it on Steam Deck. It's it's a perfect Steam Deck, Steam Deck game. Uh, and I imagine I'll probably have... I think from what I saw from how long to beat, it's only about four or five hours long. So it's the kind of thing where I think it's a nice little palate cleanser between the four or five hour marathon sessions I've been doing of the other game that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, I feel like probably, the, the user-generated stuff is going to maybe balloon that a little bit, or at least be, make for fun Twitter videos after. Yeah, yeah. I, I Again, I only played the, uh, the, the prologue, but I do want to see, because I imagine people will very quickly start making some fucking bonkers stuff with that a la uh, Mario Maker. Um, but I'll probably kind of mainline through the story mode first and that should have given people enough time to kind of really sort of figure out the, the mechanics of the uh, level editor. And I'll probably have a look at it myself as well. Um, but yeah, it's I, definitely worth checking out. I think it's going to be kind of one of the more uh, well put together and, and interesting puzzle games this year. And there's been a couple that I've not actually had too much of a chance to get to yet, but this is definitely one from the trailer that I immediately was like, hey, yeah. First of all, obviously, goodest boy contender, goes without saying. Um, but just, yeah, it, it scratches a certain itch for me. So I'll probably have more to talk about that over the next week and or how, two. How many Europeans is that running on Steam? Uh, I actually don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, Let me is check for dropping you. bills, doesn't even notice. Uh, it's, uh, it Who would is, ever do that? Uh, it's 30 quid. Okay, that's pretty good. 
Good. And also, it's uh, it's standard and VR as well. So yeah. if you if you got that VR VR S VR headset, what the fuck is the second one? PSVR two. PSVR two, uh, which I know, Dave, you are still tempted by. Oh, so tempted, my friend. Oh. So tempted. Right. Well, new Zelda game came out. Tears of the Kingdom. Don't know if you've heard. Um, Where to start? We've all been playing it, but I was thinking, I was thinking the very same as you, Mark. Where do we start? And I was thinking the best person to lead this discussion, only one of us on this show made a news site because of their experiences <laughs> playing this game this week. Yes, so one of us is only actually a noted Tears of the Kingdom player. I feel that we need to bow to the expertise of Mr. Kidney. Yeah, as a man who is a newsworthy The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom player, which shout out to the people, like, obviously the days that game came out, it's like, uh, new stories, new stories, new stories. It's like, I will help anybody hit their newsbeat quota. You just DM me, I will give you tremendous quotes. That's what I'm here for. Like you always say, controversy creates cash. (laughs) I don't know, like, they did it again? Like, that's, that's just it? Like, I, the thing that surprises me most about this game is that... I, I'm falling into the exact same loop in Breath of the Wild of being like, oh, let's go. Oh, what's that? Oh, no, that direction. Oh, what's that? And it, you just lose two or three or four hours to just being pulled in one direction to another. And there's so much fucking stuff in this game. Like, it yeah. makes the Breath of the Wild world look empty with how much stuff. Stuff is in this game. It is stuffed to the gills with stuff everywhere, and it's, it just keeps pulling you around the world. It's and you like, just... not only is it like the whole overworld from like the Hyrule of Breath of the Wild, but changed. It's substantially also, as well. That's the thing yeah. that's surprising. Like it feels different. It doesn't feel the. I'm not like oh, that's the same tree. Everything yeah. feels different. Yeah. Um. Not not only do they have that, not only do they have um, the the islands, which you know the the archipelagos and stuff like that, that made a huge part of the like the the advertising around this. But something that and I don't know whether it was that like because I went into media blackout on this like a long time ago. Um, I had no idea there was also a subterranean. Like there are these yep. massive chasms, and I was like, honestly, hey. the the group chat we were having yesterday was kind of my first indication that there was something below ground. I should yeah, think about I not think- just something, an entire world map, yeah, the size big, of the main world, as map. the main map. Yeah, Jesus, I was like, I, I saw the chasm, and I was like, that seems like one of these video game things where you just jump into it, and like you don't even get the animation of diving into it; you just die when you're suspended in midair trying to jump into it. So I was like, right, I'm going to do one of my swan dives. Because, uh, by the way, I am loving the swan dive button uh, that you can do off the off the platforms and things like that. So I did my swan dive and I was like, holy shit, this is keep on going. It's keep on going. It's keep on going. I just landed down in the dark. I didn't know what to do. So I teleported <laughs> out and then I was in um, the, the lookout place. And there's a mission that involves you going down there. Uh, and that's where they kind of like explain some shit to you about the the underground and and how to light things up and and shit like that. So like, it's just another one of like I now have two games of genuinely frightening scale on the go at one time between that and Elden Ring. It's going to become very tough for me to manage. Um, yeah, but you can't cross shit like the way you can in this game. No. I mean, let's let's let's. That's kind of. I, I feel like. Obviously, going into this game, 
the the thing that it was selling itself on and, and the thing that we'd spoken about i think garrett was the one that was first kind of articulating the the developers saw people just doing dumb shit with breath of the wild and went let's make a game of that and by golly did they pull that off and by golly has the last week already been well it's mainly just been like different ways to abuse a cork which I, is, like you know, it's one of those like I, I i lean back and forth between being tremendously entertained by it and being really worried about human beings nope nope tremendously entertained when because the, in fence, the, the person made the swing today and i was like that's actually adorable look at the yeah. cork swinging back and forth that's it that's what we're going to get now is we're going to get like as a reaction to that we're going to get loads yeah. of contraptions that are really nice like i saw the contraption that figured out a way for you to pet the dog yeah. yes have you seen yes. that yeah yes i've seen <laughs> stuff that stuff like that but really it is on the koroks for deciding that they just don't want to walk it's it, it's on them it was within it's on them. maybe only a couple of hours of me waking up that morning that i saw my first korok being crucified which is literally like crucified literally <laughs> crucified like i'm not embellishing whatsoever like up on a fucking cross crucified <laughs> and that was not my last th- in that scrolling session that i saw it's become there have been loads of ways i've seen people yeeting koroks around the place but the two themes that are really prevalent are crucifixion and space travel yeah. <laughs> every game should have rockets now it's just yeah. that's that's my thing with it because this is a game built on hardware that is between the strength of a playstation 3 and a playstation 4 like this game is built on for all intents and purposes 10 year old video game hardware yeah and it's just putting the entire industry to shame like yeah. you will you see what this game does and the creativity and the ideas and how much fun it is and the fact that you can dive from a sky island straight down through the holes right down to the darkness of the depths without it seamlessly without a loading screen and you just like what what's gone wrong because i i don't believe for a second that all the video game teams in the world don't have the talent to do things yeah. like this they're also, just all the too way, busy it, chasing as, as shitty they, ass trends as it's kind of been noted this week most video game developers in the world they don't retain those teams for long enough to yeah. make this mm-hmm. kind of there's thing. also thing like in terms of like you saying garrett they're iterating on something that's between the ps3 and ps4 strength also remember they're iterating on a game the first of which came out on the wii u <laughs> that was <laughs> built thing. first and foremost for the wii u but the, yeah. the, the thing wii is though, the thing is like a lot of the mechanics like a lot of the the things happen in this game aren't i would say exactly like new on novel ideas i think really what it comes down to is there is just a complete freedom and you know i don't want to start um fucking going to town on on god of war ragnarok again but like just <laughs> jesus this, just leave <laughs> the game alone at this point will you there's just it's such already a dead <laughs> there's there's Come such on. a like freedom and expression and like i i have very a couple little voice of, acting <laughs> I, I have a couple of sore points to get to. One of them, the voice, the voice acting is fucking terrible in this thing. Just, just put it out there. Well, I think like everybody cracked on very early with Breath of the Wild, where they were like, just change the language of the voice actors to Japanese because they're actually fucking going ham. Yeah, I should, I should probably yeah. do that. But there's, there's such a like a freedom of expression in terms of like your creativity is what will be like. It's, it's kind of like the Minecraft thing. Like you get out of it how much you put in mm. and. There are certain, it's it's the small things with this game, like the the sign guy doing the the President Hudson, those little puzzles. They are probably they are probably my favourite thing in the game because there's no wow no because there's like it's it's the complete articulation of what this game is in terms of the creativity of like this sign 
and obviously, you know, across the world, there are different signs and they fall in different ways. But it's there's, you know, a hundred different ways to skin the cat of how to put that up. There isn't like the intended way. Well, I mean, some of them you can kind of see, but there isn't like the intended way the developers see. There is just a this thing has to stay up. You do whatever the hell you want. That also then applies as well to the the Koroks. And obviously most people, their intended way of, of solving it is crucifixion. But, you know, it's like you need to get like, that Korok I can't from- stress it enough. Actual shoot crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get that Korok from point A to point B. And how you choose to do that, if you just want to pick the fucker up and walk across, you can do that. When obviously you get them to the point where they're like on the cliffside, it's like, all right, well, I've got a hot air balloon, I've got rockets, I've got fans, I will make some stupid contraption that will get me up there. But it's complete, you know, freedom of expression on how to do that. And I think that is, you know, compared to, you know, other games where it's like, here's a puzzle and there is one way, or maybe you find some kind of janky way of doing it that wasn't intended. But like, from the get-go with the, the the shrines and even there where there probably is like an intended way on some of them, you're still finding, you know, five or six different ways. You know, I'm seeing a shrine that I did and I've seen multiple ways of it being done. Whether intended, whether not, doesn't matter. The fact is, it's just like, and you know, there was a little bit of that with Breath of the Wild and that's kind of the thing that they've obviously uh, leaned into. And it's just, that's just the magic of this thing that I guess we were all hoping for going in that there would be more of that that kind of freedom of creativity and it's it's there it's just it's there they they they've nailed it and then some and um yeah just more crucifixion why not i i told you during the week one of my favorite running bits about the game as well as like um without getting too much into the story of what's going on you arrive back in hyrule uh, while there is a massive search operation going on for you and Princess Zelda. And the thing that has made me laugh nonstop is that almost every single NPC in the game does not recognize you for several seconds talking to you. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, we're just searching for a link over here. It's like, the it's not going very well. He's been disappeared for the... Wait a minute. Well, well I, I've got like some fancy heatproof braids on, so yeah. I think that's what's distracting. Like, not, I think it's the not, arm. not only is it people who are saving, like who are like searching specifically for the guy they now don't recognize, but it's also that even prior to this manhunt, Link was somebody who literally saved the entire world two times, <laughs> like in this continuity. I think it's the arm. I think because you've got a new arm, everyone recognised Link by his arm. Oh, that's the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike the the missing posters, like bullet point number one of description, uh, is known to be of perfectly normal guy arm, notable arm. Yeah, <laughs> notable um, normal arm. Nothing weird going on with it at all. So no one ultra of my favorite, hand detected. One of my favourite things about this game is every time I play it, and it kind of feeds into a little bit of what Mark was saying. I ask the question, can I? I look at a thing in the world, whether it's exploration, whether it's fusion, whether it's building, whether whether it's it's a way to... Stick this thing to this. Yeah, whether it's a way to solve a shrine, whether it's very simply the geezer holding up the sign and you trying to figure it out. And every time I've asked, can I? The answer is always yes. You can. You have played this game. You have the experience of the, all of the way they introduce all of the mechanics to you. So if you see something and you wonder if you can do it in this game, you fucking can. It's, it's incredible. I, I honestly... All of the mechanics in the game and the way that you can use different varying options to solve 
to solve um, shrines. Like one of the easiest ways to solve a lot of shrines is if you have like a gap or a weird thing that you need to do is just to use your ultra hand, pick up the thing, hold it in place for, you know, 10, 12 seconds, then hit rewind, wait for it to go back to where it was that allowed you to get through and then just use that as a way of doing it. You can do it like that. They must have known when they made the rewind feature that that the ways that that would be I say abused is the right term, but the way that that thing would be manipulated and molded, like the fucking, the video I saw, the Freebird video where the guy made the giant cock and balls yes. boulder contraption yep. to take down one of the, the bosses. It's just... Yep. Like, the best thing is, they don't seem to care. Like, that's the game design. The game design is like, figure it out however. We give you the tools. We yeah. built the puzzle. Yeah. Figure it out. We don't and care. Those- like, there's so many game designers, I think, who would be like, who would kind of get mad that they built their puzzle and it wasn't, like, you didn't solve my puzzle. Whereas they're like, yeah, whatever. Whatever works, and go for it. It's funny because there was a moment today, today the first big patch came out, Um and everyone's like, okay, right, fun's over. A bunch of this stuff that we found out how to break, that's going to be, they're going to tighten up those loopholes. And then, like, after the patch, everyone logs in and is like, nope, they didn't fix any of that. <laughs> like, they are happy for us to just roll on in the chaos. Brilliant. The, the, the one of the things I will say, though, um, in regards to all of this is, like, I think it was, like, the second, so you, you have the first Skyview Tower that you unlock in in the town. And I remember we went to the next one and I was kind of like, because I, I hadn't played Breath of the Wild since the first one, since, since it came out. So I, I've kind of forgotten a lot about it. But obviously one of the things uh, that's kind of hard to forget, are obviously the towers and how you traverse up them to sort of unlock the map. And they were one of my favorite things about that game. And when you first come to the first guy tower and you're like, oh, you just kind of go into it, it springs you up and you kind of fall down. Which there's a there's a magic to it because it it solves a lot of the you know I I was joking about uh, before the game came out that oh hey they finally made a good Skyward Sword and in fairness they have now made a good Skyward Sword because the sky is actually interesting to traverse around and you can fall from anywhere and all that stuff but I was kind of like well how are they going to do this with the other sky sky towers and the the first one that I came across was the one where the the tower is in like the middle of like a moat basically and you can't climb up it you maybe you can if you have enough stamina but for the most part you've got to build a bridge or some sort of flying contraption to get yourself across there and that was like the perfect one to start with because it's like oh and that was kind of like the first time where I really registered all right this game is basically just kind of letting me off the the hook at this point like you do whatever you want to do in terms of how you get across there and naturally i just made like a really long bridge the disappointment i've had though since is that pretty much all of the other uh towers that you unlock and i've done all of them but one now none of them had the same uh kind of like interest in terms of puzzle design and, and creativity it's either just like burn a bush or uh, find a guy who's in a cave underneath, or just basically get underneath to then use the ascend ability. And none of them really kind of like scratch the itch of the thing that I enjoy most about this game in terms of like you got this you know really interesting, unique ways to uh, access uh, unlock the thing. I think the only other one that I really enjoyed is that um, you the tower is locked and you basically have to get in from the top of it, and you can't climb it because it's obviously very tall. So I found like the nearest kind of cliffside top, tried to put together a, a flying contraption to get across and then dropped in. And I kind of wish that all the other towers had that level of um, 
kind of freedom to find different ways to get in there where most of them are just like, you just need to do this one thing. And there's been a couple of instances like that with some of the shrines as well where, and look, you can't have hundreds of shrines where they all have that kind of ambiguity to how you solve them. Like just, you just, it probably wouldn't be possible. So I understand that you need to have some shrines where it's like, you look, you just need to beat a couple of bosses or you have to use the ascend gimmick in a specific way. And I do think they do some fun stuff with that, but I guess it's one of one of the, 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 the disappointments which comes from a place of how good the game is. It's just that I want more of that. And there's obviously only so much of that they, they can deliver. I had I an irrationally difficult time with the one by Lorlin Village where it's raining and you have to set the, the bramble on fire. <laughs> so, mm. so my bramble, was you just firing arrows forever? Yeah, just hoping I was like, why point, aren't you catching fire? fire? And then I, I tried to build a little platform above it, but it wouldn't stand properly and it fell over. Oh. It, it was irrationally difficult for me to set those bushes on fire. <laughs> I don't know, like, because the, the the fun thing is though, if you do watch like anybody else complete a shrine that you think is really simple, you'll be like, oh, there's just another way to do it. And I've that's, seen that's... that. I have seen that. Uh, I, I think it was you or Barry. Someone did something in a way that was so incredibly simple that I'd spent like 45 minutes on. Like, why the I, fuck can't I figure this out? And yeah. I would be so interested in just sitting down and watching a video of how they intended you to beat these things. Yeah, there's some of them where I'm like. And I would be fascinated. It's like the way that feels like cheating sometimes is probably the way they want, which is, again, one of the small joys that like I use the mechanics in a way that felt unfair to the game. And then you probably watch like if they did, here is an, an intended run of this shrine. It's like, oh, yeah, that's actually what they want me to do, which, again, is kind of the, the joy of the, the, the design is so freeform that I think even the intended solutions feel satisfying and feel a little bit, bit like uh, cheating. And yeah, you know, I love the shrines. Like I love them in, in mm. Breath of the Wild, and I love them even more now because you can you can get absolutely bonkers with how you solve them in really stupid yeah, ways. There's like loads of them where it's like I have genuinely no idea if that was the solution because mm. it feels in my brain like it was. But also, there's some shit around here that makes me think that it wasn't. Yeah, uh, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, I will say that the the combat shrines as well so much better than the Breath of the Wild ones because they do like yeah. the Adventide Island thing where they take all your equipment away, so you have to yeah. like you have to be much more strategic rather than like walk into a room and beat a guardian thing like it was in the in the first game. Now they're, they're so much more challenging and interesting. Yeah, I, you I just, my, you just my had my like best. three three levels of different beef uh, on guardians yeah. in the first one. Yeah, I had my best moment in the game. Actually, no, my best moment in the game was at the very start when there's a task in the, the lookout area where somebody just wants some apples. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to wander out and get some apples. And then I was fucking headbutted by a tree. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And it's like, the funny thing about the tree is like, they don't put eyes on the tree. They don't like explain no, it's why just, it's just a tree. It's a, just a tree attacking you. And they do explain it later. And it's very silly when you work out what the, why there are trees that are attacking you. It's very good. I'm curious about that. I haven't gotten to that yet. The, the one shrine that I solved in a way where I'm not sure if it was intended, but I'm, I'm so happy I can Came, came up with it is there's a bit where you have to get a ball across from one side to the other and you have uh kind of one of the the grinds that you you can either hang stuff on or whatever to get it across and i basically wrapped like four bits of the the kind of solid concrete surfaces whatever i basically like wrapped it around the rail and then shoved the attached the ball to it and then got it down that way it seemed like the the, the, the kind of logical way of doing it i don't know if it was but um yeah it's just Again, the, the creativity that um, it allows you. I will say, with some of the shrines where it does the more kind of like route one approach, 
I guess one of the other kind of disappointments I have is that sometimes I feel like they have an idea or, or a theme for a shrine and probably just because of like how much energy has to go into doing everything else. Sometimes there's like a shrine where I feel like, okay, they, they've got a mechanic here, they've got a gimmick. And like that sort of typical video game design 101 is where you get introduced to the idea, then you get a slightly tougher version of it, then you get like, all right, here is the real kind of mental challenge for you to figure out how to do this. And I, a couple of shrines I've come across, it's kind of done like the first two stages of it, and then I'm already at the end of it. And I feel like I, I feel like there was like the, the real challenge here that you was about to approach and, and give to me and you haven't done that yet. I feel and like I, they do that within different shrines because you play them out of like, the, I assume like there is tutorial shrines basically. That's like, here's the power. You can use it in a pretty simple way. You solve the shrine. Possibly, yeah. So, so like, I think all, what often happens is like you play a shrine that was clearly intended to be like, you were supposed to play this one pretty early. So you learned an idea here. Maybe, and yeah. You've actually played the one like four times more difficult down the line <laughs> first, yeah. which is trying to work out how it's like the, mm. there was one with where you're supposed to create a baseball bat and hit a ball. Oh, oh I was stuck on that one for like I haven't done that one yet. And, and I did God. one later that taught you that mechanic, but I did the harder one first. And I'm like, what do you do here? I spent like 45 minutes putting together the longest poking prod I tried the same thing, yes. Shoving it, it thinking, at some, so point, upset. at some point, this fucker's going to light up and it's just <laughs> not happening. I, so the thing is, I thought, first of all, um, because that was the first time I come across any of the shrines that had like the giant bullseye. And I thought the black bit in the middle was like a, a like a hole. I thought the ball had to go through the hole. I didn't realize it was just the ball has to hit the thing. So I'm prodding it like where the, the kind of center is thinking at some point this ball is going to go through that hole. And I pushed it so hard several times that I just fell off the, 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 the edge. And at some point I, I went back to the start and realized, oh, wait, there's a, you know, like a kind of glowy thing here. I guess I can hit that and see what happens and then... From there kind of registered oh right it's one of those kind of shrines but yeah that that was probably the shrine i was on the longest for just because yeah same. I, the, I was, I was, was so a, confused yeah there was like yeah. just lost in translation about what the actual thing to accomplish because yeah. most of the shrines the, the the objective is very clear to see but that one wasn't but yeah it's if, probably if, but I did if, if you play some other there is some shrines that are like the the earlier sure. version of that yeah. it's like oh yeah, they, yeah. they were supposed to teach me that earlier and they could and the game does a ton of like i'm so impressed with how often i complete a side quest before the game gives me the side quest mm. and then i talk yeah. to the person who's supposed to give me the side quest and they're oh oh you've already oh, you've already done okay <laughs> and it's like yeah. they they flash the side quest thing on the screen and then take it down and then side quest complete <laughs> like there, there was one where a dude was sent like, he was stuck in a cave and he sent out like a, a message in a bottle and i never found the message in the bottle and he's like so you're telling me my one last gasp to send the message in the bottle out into the world to save myself and you didn't even find it uh. <laughs> even though i saved his life he was upset that i didn't find his message in the bottle. there's so many little things like that where the game is like oh yeah you can you don't have to trigger these side quests you can just go do them and that's yeah. the thing because the game has to think about that and the, the other kind of side of that as well i was thinking about is like the ascendability the first time you do the ascendability for me at least like as someone who's now trying to make a game it's like you have to build the entire game around the fact that players can now basically jump through the ceiling at any point and you see <laughs> you, you see that that's like so fucking dumb but you see, like, immediately, one way they counteract that is, like, you go into any shrine and basically the ceiling is about 100 feet away from you. So it's like, all right, well, there's obviously one way to counteract that. But you still have to, you know, any cave you go into, and there's a lot of caves in this game, anywhere you go, 
the developers have to think about the fact that at some point the player can just be like, ah, fuck this and, and jump through through the ceiling. It's mm. it's mad. It's mad that that gimmick is in there. And so far, you know, I've never Doesn't found anywhere. Seem, you don't get soft locked. It feels no, like you no, should get yeah. soft locked somewhere. And it, it's funny. I, I dropped into a cave early in the game and I was wandering around. I was like, there's no exit to this cave. How the fuck do I get out? And it was like, it took me five minutes to remember. Oh, yeah, I can <laughs> jump through literally any ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, it's, that's the thing. It's like. It's like the Pokemon escape rope, isn't it? That if ever you are in trouble, like if you go into the wrong cave and there's something insanely disgusting in there that you're never going to be able to beat, you can just immediately use that. But it's, it's just not, like, it, when in doubt, jump through the ceiling. Jump through the ceiling. <laughs> but then like, when in doubt, rewind. When in doubt, okay, well, I can't smash this rock. So I can see there's another rock over there. So I'm going to use Fuse to weld that rock to the end of my sword so I can then smash these rocks to get that. Oh, okay, I'm stuck here. It's going to take me forever to climb up. I'm just going to use auto build to to go back into my history of when I built myself a rocket thing and then just use the Zonite to build myself a rocket to get up this very high thing. Also, they because have, they include the, the things you've also seen and like interacted with yeah. in the, the auto build, so it's not even things you built or even this like you get specific yeah. designs from characters. Get blueprints. If you just come across an object and interact with it, it, it just saves it in your auto build. You can build it again. It does, but it doesn't just save things that you build by the way like i fused together some um you know the explosive barrels and like the bokoblin camps Mm -hmm. Uh, like you can fuse those together and then i went back into my auto build and there they were like a clump of three three things that i'd fused together and it was like one or two zonite so what i did was i waited till my next boss and then just got the auto build out, built my three barrels of the thing, used auto hand and just dropped it on some people and bang. <laughs> nice. Oh, there you go. It's an easy way, but you can use that auto build to build so many things. To, to, so you don't even need to swing a sword or use your bow. You can just build a thing like, you know, I can't remember someone from, was it like GameSpot or something, built like a weaponized drone that shot two of the little robots that attack people. And it's just insane. Like the amount of stuff you can do just approach combat not even like shrines and stuff and i kind of disagree with what mark was saying earlier in terms of like okay yeah there's there's you you might find the the tower things like a little bit one-dimensional but everyone's different so every one of those tower puzzles is different and because they're just there out in the open they're teaching you things about the game they're teaching you that you can light bramble on fire and you can use Ascend to get into uh, this tower and, you know, you can climb up the side of this tower. You can use your, like, hand ability to, to move these platforms in the sky so you can do it. So every one of them is like a really gentle explanation as I, I, to how to use some of the abilities. And like Garrett said, it's the same thing in the shrines where you might come across a shrine where you're like, God damn, that was hard. And then it's almost trained you in the wrong way so that the next time you see something in that familiar and it's super easy, you're like, oh shit, yeah, I've already done this, but like way harder. And it's just the order that you come into things. And I kind of like the fact that you don't come into it in any specific order because it's rewarding your exploration. Some shrines you have to beat a boss to get a crystal to get a thing to unlock the shrine and take it back to the right place like there's so many different types of shrine and uh, all of these different puzzles in the game that honestly i don't really if i come across an easy puzzle it's an easy puzzle and if i come across one that i'm going to sit there for half an hour and bash my head against 
I appreciate everything in the same way because I, I get you, it. I, I get. I think the 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 issue I have with like particularly like the the bramble one where you set on fire. I guess the only issue is like the way to solve that is you just you apply real world logic where okay it's raining I need to keep it dry so I can set this on fire. Where like the first sh- uh, seems. <laughs> never yeah you need to set more things on fire um the like the, the first <laughs> right. guy if you tell where you're using like the in-game logic of like you gotta figure out how the fuck to go over there and like because the in-game logic is complete chaos and it's complete just like you know only by the restrictions of your imagination that that's when the game really comes alive for me and you know not to say that you know you can't have the sky view towers and they're perfectly fine as they are um, it's, you know, I, it's, it's purely a subjective thing. And I, I don't take away from the game for the fact that it has those types of tales like that, or it has like the kind of slightly simpler shrines. Cause again, you know, there's like a hundred of the things, if not more. So yeah, if and, every yeah. shrine was tough, like this game would be miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are some shrines where you have to solve a thing and the thing that you have to solve in the outer world, just to get access to the shrine is so difficult. Yeah. When you get in the shrine, they're just like, look, well done, mate. Yeah, here's, here's the light for you. Chest. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done. Here's, yeah. The, here's yeah. the point. I'm as surprised as it. you were. <laughs> yeah, you smashed it, and just you know what? Just for that, I'm just gonna let you off with this one. There is and some bullshit ones, by the way, which you do the incredibly difficult task, and they're like, actually, you still have to do a shrine. You Fuck still you. have to do the shrine. Yeah, I know exactly, and I love that variety because you never know what you're gonna get. It's either gonna be fucking difficult or it's gonna be really easy. But everything feels like training as well. The more I play this game, the more I find these different scenarios and different things. The more it feels like it's training me how to play it and how to use the mechanics because you can't just rely on one thing in this game to do everything nor like, should you. you it's a lot more fun no, if you don't no. yeah it's a lot more fun if you don't but people do it don't they in games where they're like oh i've got this one move you know that's gonna that's gonna absolutely kill and batter enemies so i'm gonna do that every time right but you, you can't you know bosses uh some of them are super easy you know they have like a weak point that you hit and then you can go and battle them but then some of them are so hard like have you guys fought one of those three-headed hydra things yet no jesus no. christ did that thing destroy me and i'm trying to come up with all sorts of different ways and i know again if i got trying to hit it in the eyes or whatever but it was like made out of lightning and stuff and i'm like i don't know what the <laughs> fuck to do and i've got one piece of rubber armor and i thought if i get the other pieces of rubber armor or at some point I can go back and do it but then on my way to try and find one of those pieces of rubber armor I got distracted by some other stuff <laughs> same thing goes with and that's the game in a nutshell exactly but everything feels like training even failure in this game feels like training for, for you to be successful at a later date in the game it's just so so smart in everything it does and all of its executions and like I say that Mark it's, it's a blend of everything it's it, no, it, it totally it's a, is it's and a hard thing if I were to guess why the tower shrine or tower puzzle skew like easier and more tutorial like it's because they probably know on average the average player is going to be like ooh giant towers that's what I'll do first exactly that is what I did first I have spent at least the last three to four hours pinging myself between them uh, and then getting distracted but that's actually one of the things I love about the sky towers is because every time I've shot up that because my my plan was I was just going to go and do all the sky towers first but the problem is, is every time you shoot up one of them you then realize, oh, wait, I've got the fucking sky and there's like a, an island floating over here. Yep. Let's go and travel around there for the next hour or so. And that's kind of where the, like another part of the magic of this game comes in. Sorry, Dave. Uh, God, I can't even remember what I was going to say now. 
Uh, I think what you were going to say is this game fucking rules. Yeah. It does. Oh, oh no, oh, no, no. I, that's what I was going to say. Is like maybe they, maybe the reason, one of the reasons they made the terrors easy is because they already felt guilty enough that they took away your hearts, your stamina, your weapons, your armor at the start of this game. They're like, and we've taken the fucking map from them as well. We might as well make something a bit easy to get back. And e- even for the tutorial area, the paraglider, which fucked me up for the first few hours. Like, how oh. do you do anything without the paraglider in this game now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I ended up getting stuck, right? So the for anyone who hasn't played it yet, or you know whatever, the the kind of like uh, introduction area is is like a massive fucking island in the sky made up of like a couple of connecting areas. It's like the Great Plateau, which is funny because it's actually directly above the Great Plateau in yeah, the sky, yeah. which is a fun but, touch. But I ended up being stuck on there for about an extra ninety minutes because the the third. Um, uh, shrine, which is up in the, in the snow, and is where you get the ascendability. I I don't know how you guys did it, but I basically I kind of came through the cave and then was like, okay, I guess you sort of kind of walk round in a spiral and eventually you get to the top. But I got to a point where I couldn't go any further up, and I saw there was like a kind of cliff to the side that you could drop down, and I was thinking, all right, maybe I need to drop down and then go up like another cave. But then I dropped down there, looked behind me, the cliffside I just dropped down was like the kind of icy, non-climbable type. Went down further, there was a river that I spent like 20 minutes trying to get across, and then there was no way to get back up to where I was before, so I ended up basically having to do a a lap of the entire island again to get back to that point to then just climb up some roots as you get out of the cave to get up to the top, which... I don't know if it was intended or not, but that's how I did it. So, which is fine because then, like, I found a bunch of Zonite and there was a bunch of stuff I did sort of second time round. But, like, there was an extra 90 minutes there on the island that I don't know if it was necessary or not. But I just, I just the first time I could not figure out how to get to the, the third shrine. There's um, a little climbable wall by the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's non icy. Yeah. We're taking most I, of the I, I do like I think Barry said that this is the game where you fail upward in like the best positive sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you do it the dumbest idiotic way imaginable, but it works in a your way, and that's yeah. that's the magic of the game. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate the world design of this game because if you played Breath of the Wild and then you go to literally anywhere there was a thing in Breath of the Wild, they put either a thing that plays on that thing in Tears of the Kingdom, or they'll just drop like a little weapon or a little treat or a little something. And like literally without fail, anywhere where there was something in Breath of the Wild, there is a new thing there waiting for you in this. And it's like such a little treat to be like, to use the muscle memory of your first game, of the first game to go back to like the notable locations. Like if you start exploring like the Great Plateau or something and you'd realize, oh, you know, in the old man's hut, there's something new or there's a shrine over here or in the Temple of Time, there's something new. It's just, there's tons of stuff like that littered all over the map where there's just new little things in old places. I really want to see the faces of the people who, like beat Breath of the Wild without ever finding the Tarrytown side quest line. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I do appreciate that's canon, the- by the way. Building yeah. Tarrytown is now canon. They were like, they just happen upon this, like the one city where nothing went wrong in the upheaval. <laughs> it's yeah. every, everywhere. Like, I can't remember whose tweet that was during the that league. Was mine, like, yeah. Yeah, yours, yeah. Where the whole world is in shit, but Tarrytown is fucking booming. Yeah, thriving there. Everyone going great. Lovely side quests again in Tarrytown. Still the yeah. best place in the game. That's that's it's the place I'm trying to get back to now. It's <laughs> the place I'm, I'm I I like I I hit Kakariko today. Which is um, fucked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fucked. And you know what? Everywhere know what? is fucked. I, I don't feel good about the job I did saving the world in that first game. Everywhere you know is fucked. You know what the true sign of Kakariko being fucked is? 
the 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 boys with the pots that you put the the apples in no longer there. You can't be trusted to leave apples out in the open anymore. <laughs> That's just a sign of the times. It's not my high rule. Uh, two things. Um, looking on the on the, the the negative aspect. Anytime I climb a tree in this game, the performance tank. The, the performance in this game is really weird because. Anytime I'm just out in the open and, and there's, you know, just fucking everything around me, the game runs fine. No issues. You're in the sky. You're, you're looking down at everything. No issues. A bunch of times when I'm using the, the first ability you get, the thing that can, you know, pick things up and slap Ultra things hand. together. Ultra hand. There have been times where the have performance has... Ultra hand. I know. I know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, had to, I've had times when I've been walking and carrying something, the performance has shit the bed. And anytime I've climbed up a tree and I'm in the middle, like where the eggs are, like the way that the kind of FOV works to sort of, and the, the camera obviously is coming through the tree and it's kind of clearing it out. The game just doesn't really seem to enjoy that. And then, then the performance goes down to like 10 or 15 or so. Outside of that, like no real issues other than a couple of combat encounters. I think the performance has gone a bit, but like, you know, again, it, this is the switch hardware at this point. And for the size of this game and the scope of this game, I can, I can accept those couple of bits where the game drops. And anyone that's bitching about this thing not being 60 FPS, just fuck off. Like, I just, it's also, I, it's still, an ex- it doesn't look like visually better than Breath of the Wild. It looks the same as Breath of the Wild, but it, yeah. Breath of the Wild was an exceptionally pretty game. And this yeah. remains yeah. an exceptionally pretty game. Yeah. It, re- it really tells direction. you the lengths you can do. Like art direction over fidelity every time. Make your games that. look pretty, not realistic. My, my only issue is that it rains a lot. It does. It seems to rain more, or maybe it's just it I'm rain, unlucky. Well, you know, we had an upheaval well, and shit's gone bad. Yeah. You need and rain there for are, atmosphere. There are some suspicious clouds over certain areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. there are. I, I, the- I haven't got there yet, but I am curious to see if that is a callback to Skyward Sword, but we'll see. The, the um, two problems with it raining a lot. Number one, it's really difficult to climb, mm-hmm. but you can get climbing gear that counteracts yeah, that. Which, I got that, which uh, is fine. That side quest chain pretty early, where it yeah. literally marks off on the map, going, "If you want something that's really heat resistant, here's where you gotta go. If you want something that increases your attack power, here's where you go." So, yeah. like, I, I, I'm kind of twinning my. I'm going for all the towers with. I'm gonna go scope out where these bits of gear are uh, and, that's, been really and that's the thing about this game I'm like 10-12 hours in maybe a little bit more everything you just said there is completely foreign to me I have mm. no idea if that's a yeah, thing yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just and have to the, complete the newspaper side quest in order to get your, your rain gear it's, it's perfectly logical exactly. <laughs> and the, uh, the only other thing about it is all of the good gear that I have is metal yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know you're out in the open and you just see that spark and you're like oh man i gotta switch all my gear out so i don't get because it will destroy you it don't, will jack, kill you jack, to death don't, don't, don't talk to me I, I i've had to suppress memories from breath of the wild hmm. listen there is an item you can get that negates there is. thunder strikes there is, that is true that is true which i have i'm also role playing as a, a very particular set of gear uh, but it has dreadful like armor strength so i get my out like I have committed far too much to role-playing as this particular set of gear, and I'm getting my ass kicked. It's a cool set of gear. It's kind of a spoiler, I won't say it. The the one other thing that has been a problem for me, and I don't know if it's just specific with me, I have listened to, to other podcasts or other people talk about it, and so I don't think it is just me. <laughs> other and podcasts it's, are available. It's what? it's what? It's know, not the right? easy it's not the easiest thing to put this type of game together with the amount of abilities that you have to put that all onto one controller and one control scheme. But I have found that there are times where, 
and I still, even now, 10, 12 hours in, for whatever reason, I'm pressing RB thinking it does something else and then just flinging a weapon, ye- yeeting it across a cliff, <laughs> thinking that that was like the run ability or something. My and thing just... is always I press up for the, which I think it, that's what it was in yeah. Breath of the Wild for the runes, so that's what's fucking me up. So they, they moved it to the, the front L, but up for the, for the uh, power-ups, the hand powers, instead of L. Cause yeah. Fucking Breath yeah. of the Wild ruined and, like, it. There, there are times where I've got like, you know, a sequence of button commands that I need to press and I have to stop and think about like, what is the sequence I need to do to drop this, pick that up, fuse that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, again, yeah. like there's only so much that you can do in terms of making that that kind of UX as, as seamless as it can be. Because um, the, the way I've been thinking about it is like, what would I change? I'm like, yeah. I don't think I'd actually change I, it. The one <laughs> no. thing, the one thing that I will change, and I don't know if this is what it was in Breath of the Wild, but if it was, I haven't thought about it, but it's aggravating the fuck out of me. The fact that run and jump are assigned to You can flip B. them. You can flip, no, you can flip you, them. No, no, no. I know you can, but either way does not work. Either way does not feel comfortable. You're either doing like a fish hook sort of approach. No, to I'm, I'm, run I'm, like, I, I flipped yeah. them because I flipped them for at the no, I'm, I'm fine with how they feel flipped. I, I hate both. I hate both. I'd rather... Because anytime... Uh, if I, you, I haven't if you even have a game flipped and it running, doesn't bother me. If you ever if you have a game where you can run and jump, I want those two buttons next to each other. I don't want them fucking opposite sides of, of the face buttons. That that's the one thing with this game, uh, and neither way feels comfortable for me. The, the um, thing is, it's a yeah. learning curve though. Like the controls did feel like a learning curve for me going back in, especially having spent so much time with with Jedi Survivor. You know the the freedom and the fluidity of the movement in that game, and how easy it is to kind of run, jump off walls, and backflip, and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like it did feel like a bit of a backward step having to essentially relearn how to to move in a game because obviously Nintendo buttons in general are slightly different than they are for PlayStation. But I'd say maybe four or five hours in, I got the hang of it, and now I don't even think about it. Now it's just become second nature. So I do think you will get to the point, Mark, where you've played it enough where you're not even thinking about those I things. I think I'm still going to be yeeting weapons 30, 40 hours into this thing that I can't go over. <laughs> that's Actually, the comedy, though. And I will say... That, that, that's on you, though, not <laughs> no, on the no, game. Is, of course Especially it is. Especially because you have to hold it down for, like, a couple of seconds to get it to properly yeet. I, I just... I, you I, I just, feel like while I, you're holding down the yeet button, you can hit B to cancel that. I, I, feel like, cancel I feel like... To, I, I feel to, like to when I get it into that position, I panic and then I let go and then... Yeah. And that's the thing. The comic timing of this game and it's, it's so good. It's so much. Yeah. It's more probably about what you've seen on Twitter or anything. This is the most I've enjoyed Twitter in a while, uh, outside of Eurovision, obviously. But just every fucking five minutes, there's a new video with some dumb fucking contraption the guys, that has guys, either worked the, spectacularly the, or failed spectacularly. Guys, the one with the horse going off the hill and the thud. <laughs> yeah. I fucking wept. Like, it's yeah. just like the slowly walking over as if the player is just like, did, did Link just, or did did the horse just go off the side? And then literally as it comes into view, you just hear the, like, and it's a proper yeah. dull thud. It's, it's a very silly game. And like a great writing as well, because every character is just, just the right amount of off kilter. Like literally <laughs> everybody you talk to is just a little freak in some way. So yeah. it's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good video game. It's, it's uh, like they had the, really daunting task of following up one of like the, 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 not even one of what is it, consensus according to that was it Esquire list whatever list of 100 games list went out the other week the best game of all time they had to follow up and they did it in such a way that almost feels like 
the best game of all time now feels a small bit redundant compared to this, which is yeah. wild to think about. It, it's better, guys. It is. It's better than Breath of the yeah. Wild. I, it, just, gonna... it takes everything that makes it. Like Breath of yeah. the, the only thing Breath of the Wild probably has over it is tone. Like Breath of the Wild is a tone piece. It's like Link versus yeah. the world by himself. Whereas, yeah, like feels, yeah. yeah. Whereas this is just like everything about the systems, everything about the mechanics, everything about the world, everything about the side quests, everything about the weapons and, and the powers and the way you interact with the world and the way you interact with puzzles. All of it is bigger and better and there's more of it like you, you can't fault it versus breath of the wild they just not only did they build it's not like more of the same it's like spiritually more of the same as well it's like what spiritually made that last game great let's yeah. double down on that and triple down on it and quadruple down on it and if we're like i'm probably 30 40 hours in give or take in eight days now as, as we record this and there's still just things i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is this yeah. well one thing i would ask because i haven't come across uh, i i got to the the, the entry entrance of the fire temple and then went fuck I this i'm gonna go I do whatever else gone anywhere near any of them in 20 hours no, yeah. I, mean, I finished the wind one with overrito village so I, i've it, done one of the like a, does it feel like a, a traditional zelda temple it, well, it's it's not going to because like the traditional Zelda temple is they give you an item there and you use that item in the temple and that's not the way they work. That's yeah, not the, I, I, that I won't be the way they work. Okay, does it feel like the 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 uh, beasts then more like that? No, it, 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 fe- it feels like an in-between point because I think the sticking okay. point with the beasts and it was for me too is like the, all those beasts had a, a, an interactive element where it's like you are moving the wing of the puzzle and that changes the dungeon. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, the thing yeah. I was the least wild about. Like, I, I liked the puzzle game. design overall in those, but the, that, like, interactive spatial awareness element, as I'm actually literally doing wing motions uh, with my camera off, uh, <laughs> d- did, like, it just, it didn't work. I don't think it worked. And they're gone. So they're they're just, like, puzzles. They're just, like, right. large puzzle spaces now. And I, I, I enjoyed the first, I did the win one, I enjoyed it, I thought it was fun. There was a fun puzzle space, it had a cool boss fight, had great boss music. So, uh, thumbs up. And you get cool stuff for beating them as well. So extra thumbs up to make exploring the world and combat a little easier. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, Zelda. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Who doesn't really get it? Might be talking about this next week and the yeah. week after. And uh, forevermore. Welcome everybody to the Game of the Years. We're just going to crown it now. Well done, Zelda. You did it. Yeah, woo. It, um, it, do- it does feel a lot like already to me, like it's going to be like Elden Ring. It, where- I, I think it's going to be, I don't like, I, because this year there isn't an outlier who isn't playing it or I mean, somebody I, I, who dropped off it. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you didn't really play it that much. And look, Mark, like Mark Mark Barry, was, Barry was like the, 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 yeah, Barry was like the, the low man on Breath of the Wild. And I think he might be higher than all of us on this game. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was listening to chair shot, uh, on the way to work this morning. And like, I'm like, is this the same guy that was like pretty middle of the road on Breath of the Wild? Like, it sounds like we've we've got him. We've we've got him in the bag. Yeah, I mean, um, there are still a couple because I think we were talking about this the other day, but there are still like a fair few sizable titles to come out this okay, year. Okay, Mark, you know, well, no, <laughs> hey, Starfield fan. Hey, no, but I hope he's right though. No, I, I mean, if look, there's anything look, that's in the fucking conversation, like, this fucking with Final this. Fantasy 16 for God's sake. I'm not going to be I I think it's safe to say. That if there is even a contest for Game of the Year this year, we've had a actual, pretty good year. Yeah, we've had an all timer. 
uh, of a year. Like, if, you, if even one game can get within reach Yeah, of like, this. Listen, I, I don't know what Starfield is going to be and whether it's good or not. Or but could you? it's going to fucking come out this year. Yeah, it's not coming out this year. Could you imagine how much they're shitting themselves while looking at this game? They, they, like, Carl, as we speak, they're hastily putting in a crucifixion mechanic. Yeah, it's yeah also- and like... To, like Tears of the Kingdom, like it has some performance issues, and they're they're surprisingly sparse compared to some other Pokemon Switch games. But like, uh, like in terms of like I, mechanic, I did, by the way, in terms of how good this game looks and how relatively huge issues there are, that did cross my mind early <laughs> doors. It's like, hmm, it turns out you actually can do a good job with this hardware, and it's yeah, maybe like, just your fault. Six six years though, like yeah. those guys. That's. This Pokemon company's problem, they're trying to churn those games out way too fast and they have way yeah. less people working on it than yeah. they have working on it. Like, the, the that's, that's not a defence. That's just yeah, yeah. me pointing out that they're dumb for doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's a self-inflicted it's one thing. That's what I'm saying. Because it's not the hardware, it's all self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. it's like it's a Pokemon thing where it's like it's a media franchise, so that game has to fit in with an anime and a, like seventeen billion marketing deals, and that's why they rush them. And it's stupid. But like this game is so polished. Like it's yeah. so, it feels optimized to within an inch of its life. Like a- anything mm-hmm. it can get out of it, it has. Like you, you don't. The, there's games where that would have like Ultra Hand, and it's like it's jank. It doesn't work. You can't fit them. That nope works. It just works. And you can keep building things, and you can keep. I've, I, I haven't tested the limits of how much you can build on something until it breaks the game. But so yeah. far, like I built a log that is like forty feet long. <laughs> just like the game is just like yeah, sure. <laughs> There's a a temple where you, where they like the last, uh, with with loads of logs in it, right? And the last stage of it is they want you to build one of the log boats. They give you a fan and it's a big stretch of water and they give you so many logs in the temple. And I was just like, you know what, lads? This is going to add like 20 minutes to my gameplay experience, but fuck it. I'm going to build the world's longest <laughs> log bridge. I did the exact same f- thing in the exact thing because you can bring the logs you? from the previous puzzles you as can. well. You can carry them exactly. in and you can evolve your logs. Oh, God, Garrett, I that, love that's you so actually much right saying, That is something I love about the shrines as well is the fact that like they don't gate you off from the thing you did before. So 99% no, of the time, it. I'm bringing whatever I just did before I'm just bringing with me. Yeah. Just right? in just case. In case. Yeah. There's, yeah. One, there's, there's one where you're trying to get get the ball across a series of platforms yeah. back to where you start yep. and one yep. of the ones that the game wants you to do is stick two poles either side and sit it on the rails so it slides down the rails yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. they give you like five poles and I stuck all five poles that fucking thing because I'm gonna like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna see what sort of monstrosity I'm gonna make Giant with five race. poles and whatever going, they give me. Going, at going the final back part. to uh, what I said kind of earlier about the sign guy present Hudson things, I have built some fucking control. I have built a whole entire shed to keep that sign up that was not necessary, but. God damn it, um, if you give me the materials, I'm using my, them. My, my favourite is, Mark, I, I can't remember where it was. It was one of the mountainous bits, and the dude's standing there, and like it's on a wonky hill as well, like a diagonally facing downhill. So I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And they've got the thing with all the wood, and I'm doing what you're trying to do. I'm trying to fucking Alan titchmarsh myself some sort of ridiculous <laughs> garden contraption so that I, I i can keep this thing up and i did it a couple of times it wasn't working and i turn around and i just see a big fucking wedge of rock and i'm like you know what fuck this i grab the big wedge of rock it's like one of those ones that fall from the sky with like the different step bits i 
just wedged that one piece of rock under there. I added nothing to it. And I thought, fuck this. And it worked. And I was like, you son of a bitch game. <laughs> like, I wasn't even I wasn't even mad at the game. I was just kind of mad at myself. I was like, how didn't I see this? And when the game does stuff like that to me, like, I just have to go, like, I, I kind of respect the hell out I, of this. I think the perfect example of that, 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 that kind of describes this game as a whole... Was Garrett your your video of the the Jenga puzzle and just going fuck <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah, what's the point? That, yeah, every, that was because every, my, every, my first every... attempt at that puzzle, I literally did the same thing, and the ball fell. I was like, I can fucking catch that ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time, exact same thing. Grabbed the ball. I was like, fuck you with your stupid Jenga piece of shit. Every Garrett video of this game, I have heard your narration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, you just you just kind of mentioned there a minute ago, though. We were talking about like the 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 look of the po- the last Pokemon game and how this looks. And you know, I'm thinking there about all right. When we whenever we get the the Switch Two or whatever the fuck the the next Nintendo device is. And like, you know, thinking about the the next Zelda game, and they've already said that basically Zelda games going forward are going to use this kind of template. And I'm thinking to myself, I I don't think that the actual game itself visually, I don't think they would do that much more just because if they're keeping this size and this scale, the moment that you start trying to, you know, make ultra realistic 4K textures, whatnot, you add an extra three years of development onto this fucking thing. The other thing I was thinking is like, in terms of like, what, like, where the fuck do you go next? Oh god! Uh, I mean, Wind but Waker, like, but this, but like exploring I, an ocean, but this is yeah, open world. world now. This is the point I was going to make. Here, is that like I also had that same thought in 2017 when I finished Breath of the Wild. Mm. Like, where the fuck can you go after this? And they just did like, oh yeah, it's this, but like three times the size. Yeah, I mean the thing is like because I'd seen people talking about that. Um, like this was kind of a, a comparison piece in the way Majora's Mask is. And it's not quite. I, I kind of see where they're coming from, where in that regards to like, they're, they're using a bunch of like, I mean, Majora's Mask, pretty much they're using all of the assets from Ocarina of Time and, and a little bit more. With this, obviously they've got the kind of basic general kind of layout of the original version of Hyrule here, then just added the sky and the depths below. And it is probably, you would have to go like a fully original area for the next one. Um, how they do that? Does does Link go to space? Wind Waker two. It's, Wind it's Wind Waker. Wa- it is. I really do think it is. Just do Wind Waker in this style with a big oh, open ocean. I, I have appreciated the amount of like crossover Wind Waker memes people have been doing with this. Like, have you seen the one where it's like, I got a bunch of logs and com- combined it with that fire breathing head thing, and I got this dumb thing, and it's just like <laughs> somebody photoshopped the King of Red Lions into it. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Maybe they'll maybe they'll finally get the Triforce quest done right. That would be nice. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that's enough for week one on Tears of the Kingdom. Moving on, on to, to a news. Zelda <laughs> Yeah, moving on to the news now. And Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> uh, is officially the fastest selling game in the entire series. Over 10 million units sold worldwide in three days. Um, so this is uh, Eurogamer. Uh, along with these figures, Nintendo also revealed it's Europe's fastest selling game for Nintendo Switch. Uh, speedy records don't stop there. Tears of the Kingdom is also the fastest selling Nintendo game for any system ever in Europe. Uh, Breath of the Wild is the highest selling game in the series, but at this rate, Tears of the Kingdom could well take over. 
In its seventh year, Nintendo Switch momentum continues strongly as this record-breaking launch shows, said uh, Nintendo of Europe President Stephen Bowl. Uh, we're so grateful for the support of fans for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and are truly looking forward to seeing their adventures and creations as they journey into Hyrule. Um, the advert of the guy on the bus clearly spoke to people. Absolutely. Also, that has been great that people are uh, re-editing that to be like he's sitting on the bus and it's footage of Koroks being crucified that he's looking at on the switch. <laughs> he's not wearing headphones either, so that Korok is yeah, like, yeah. oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, Help me find it, my friend. It's wild that Jesus. like uh, the numbers this thing looks on course to do because... Uh, you know, with certain other series, Nintendo series, and you hear like, so like if a Metroid comes out and you're like, oh, it's the biggest selling Metroid in the series. Like, okay, but that's one of the like the, the redheaded stepchildren that Nintendo doesn't treat well and only releases a game every so often. So you can understand that this is Zelda, guys. Like this is a this is one of the system selling franchises they have and it is doing a record numbers of the franchise. And like, think of the games we've already mentioned like the likes of a wind waker ocarina majora's mask Link's awakening all these games now fucking gangbusters best in the series there's obviously the the fact that like the install base they're working with is you know compared to like the the gamecube or the n64 like it does give you n64 was pretty big and all, it like, was, and, and, like I think Zelda games just didn't jive well with like the Wii audience, which which yeah. had 100 million. But I don't think the 100 million people that played Wii games wanted to play Zelda games. Like mm. this is the second best selling Zelda game ever after three days. Like yeah. Ocarina of Time, I think is something like 7.58 million copies. This has sold 10 million in three days. It's only behind Breath of the Wild now, yeah. which is after three days. <laughs> yeah, probably going to beat that. Yeah. The thing is as well, like. Everyone that was going to buy this game has probably bought it oh, like, dude, relatively quick. No, like, no, 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 no. Listen, listen to. Let me finish what I'm going to say because <laughs> I know, what, I know, I know. Right? Everyone that's going to buy, who wants to buy this game for launch, has already bought this game, right? And then you're going to see what would be the rest of the people that play Breath of the Wild gradually buying into it over the next few months. But you've got to imagine. All of this social media content, all of these articles, all of this talk, all of the things that you can visually see about how fucking crazy and fun this game is. Like, because it's just Twitter. Like, anyone who follows video games, it's just littered with 30 second clips of people. To that point, I think a lot of younger people, just anecdotally, that I work with that, like, aren't into Zelda, but are into, like, Minecraft, Roblox. And this uh, this is going to be like all these creativity things. Yeah, Yeah. this is going to, like, this is going to tempt them over and away. It's it's just, it's like, it's but, a self-perpetuating marketing well, machine basically yeah, like yeah. The game. One, one, one thing I will say on the everybody want to get it as well is like I was another point I was going to bring up in this story about sales is that this, this is the first time it's happened to me in about five or six years is that stores were legitimately selling out of this game like they they couldn't keep copies on the shelves and that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Like I've been able to walk in like now I had my This might order. keep GameStop in business. <laughs> I, I don't know. Miracles, I guess. I, um, I like legitimately I do think there's a reason they announced it after Tears of the Kingdom that they're closing oh, yeah. <laughs> and all oh, yeah. those Irish yeah, stores. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we'll get the Tears of the Kingdom business then we'll close all those Irish yeah, stores. Because yeah. like this is the thing like I went in and I had my pre-order ready to go and I was just like, hey, because my, my godmother I mentioned on the show before got super into Breath of the Wild and she didn't pre-order she hasn't actually physically gone in on launch day and bought a game I'd say in 25 years like she she 
gifted I think the last console she bought herself was an N64 um, wow. so she doesn't really know like know anything about demand or, or launch days or anything like that so she just thought she could waltz in and I was like you know what I'm actually gonna you know buy her buy the game for her so when I was in I was like do you have any physical copies of Breath of the Wild and he said absolutely not <laughs> um, and I tried several places I know and they were all in the process of restocking, restocking. I eventually found a Smith's that I was able to, to get it in and get it posted to me. Um, but it was like, it, I, I've never had to go to more than one place for a physical game in fucking years. I mean, it's, it's almost wild to think that Nintendo had 10 million copies of this game available in the first three days. Yeah, you wonder how much of that is digital, yeah. though. Again, like you. Well, um, they, they. I don't. Well, oh yeah, no, because they don't release. They don't release yeah. digital sales figures. I would imagine with, but, but they don't do the breakdown. I imagine when they yeah, say yeah. ten million, they probably do mean. Yeah, Pro- yeah you're probably right. It could you're be combined. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, I guess we'll get. Was it next month? Is it NPD figures that only count physical? Uh, yes. That, uh, yeah, we'll, and we'll it's, also, it's not called NPD anymore. Does it? They, were, oh, they merged with somebody or were bought out, so now they have new names. But I don't remember what the acronym is. Yeah. Because that's, that's the other thing as well, is that I think for kids, a lot of it is going to be physical sales because it's still mm. like parents don't trust putting credit cards into switches, which I did not. Like, I didn't think that was as big a thing again until I started working with younger people who own switches. And it was like uniformly parents are like, no, you are not buying anything fucking digitally on that thing. Like, they're still fi- <laughs> like, I don't know what they're going to do now because they were still going in to get like their, you know, their ultimate team currency in physical vouchers from GameStop and now that's fucking what? gone and stuff like because again parents just deeply distrusting of technology I'd imagine um, they're as deeply distrusting as their, of their children as they are of technology yes. oh 100% 100% <laughs> um, yeah so that actually concludes uh, our chat about Zelda on this show uh, Mark Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat 1 yeah. I just want to stop there for Do a second. It. Yeah. Let's let's talk but, about this. Yeah. From the same people who uh who brought you the naming convention of Xbox One, I guess. Um like they could have just gone with zero. That was there for the taking. I would have been fine how about with just that. Mortal Kombat 2023. Like you know, I mean, Doom 2016. I mean Doom 2016 also annoys me. Just put well, like that, Mortal just, Kombat Reborn. There you yeah. go, job done. Well the thing is when Mortal when, Kombat. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. When Mortal Kombat started doing the kind of like Mortal <laughs> Kombat, just but with a question mark. Okay, Sorry. Can, can I give you <laughs> by... Ron Burgundy? Like who, who put the question mark on the site of this game? Can I give you, by the way, like just before you get into um, the, the universe, uh, do you have anything in this story on uh, what was as of this evening the rumored uh, bonus characters? Uh, it is. It, yes, it is. Yes, I can see it here. So I will get to that. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Because there's three uh, that like I popped absolutely massively for. Yes. Um. Anyway. So yeah, it launches the 19th of September for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch. I'll be curious about that version. Uh, PC. The last Mortal Kombat was on Switch too, wasn't it? Yeah, but I. I mean, it probably wasn't great. But no, no. It was on it um, and it was native. It wasn't cloud. So. Yeah, well, maybe I guess Korok is a bonus character on the Switch version. <laughs> you can crucify it in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, oh, yeah. do it on. Uh, somebody showed edit all of like the fatalities onto Koroks. 
<laughs> but the thing is, though, like I'm fairly confident that the uh, the last Mortal Kombat 11 was on PS4 and Xbox One, and that is not the case with this. This is all next gen. So, um, I yeah, I'm curious about what those separate builds are going to be for the Switch compared to to the others. But uh, anyway. Mortal Kombat 1 is a reboot of sorts, which we kind of expected with the end of the story of Eleven. Uh, set in a reborn universe created by the fire god Liu Kang, who ended up victorious at the end of MK11. Uh, has a brand new story featuring familiar characters. The debut trailer has uh, is available, has quite a lot of gore, so we enjoyed that. Um, but we are light on details right now. In a press release though, publisher Warner Bros said that MK1's Combat Pack DLC adds a Johnny Cage character skin with the likeness of Jean-Claude Van Damme, which will be available at launch, and early access to six new playable characters, um, which include, uh, there'll be DLC characters for Peacemaker and Homelander at some point. (laughs) Hell yeah! And Omni-Man from Invincible. So, they just, they're they're going for it. so I never kind of stuck with the MK games like post-launch with all of the DLC. So I know you're they just had, like, skipping fucking... right past John Cena versus Scorpion as a thing you can do now. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, because we'd already had this one. They had the Terminator. I think Robocop was in at some point. They, they've had a whole bunch of these fucking gimmicks now. Um, what becomes of the Peacemaker theme? Oh, mate, I was just about to say that. Like, they, they do the whole minute and a half intro to the Peacemaker show every time you select Peacemaker. How good would that be? Well, also, within minutes time. of the game launching, you're going to have, like, Homelander doing fatalities with Cody Rhodes music edited over it, which is going to be great. <laughs> I'm, I am curious by this also kind of concerned because I, I did enjoy the last one, but um, it really kind of, you started to see the, the weight of the kind of, like, uh, sort of extracurricular kind of monetization uh, bullshit really kind of started to drag that thing down. And considering some of like, you know, you can only get Shell Sung if you pre-order it. So we're off to a good start there. Um, so I'm kind of concerned about how excessive that kind of nonsense is going to be. Um, but I, I really liked this sort of like last reboot trilogy. So I probably will get this. I don't know where you three sat with any interest in Mortal Kombat as a whole, I guess. All I, I fighting like games are bad. Yeah, I like Mortal Kombat. Like, I, do you know what's funny is like the last fighting game I got really into was um, Injustice, and that was literally just playing the story mode the and engine, not playing yeah. it anymore. So, like, I like I how these go- those games feel, but like, I've I've grown way past being in any way interested in memorizing button combos. Yeah, I only think. I mean, I. Garrett saying all fighting games are bad. That is quite a controversial statement. <laughs> Never mate, been a good to be one. honest. Never. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you need to this make people like- extra angry and say there's never been a good one except Smash Brothers. No, Smash sucks too. <laughs> I don't even like Smash. All of them are bad. They're only, I think they're only good, mate, when you've got people like you're physically playing one with in person. You can play people online and stuff, but just it's not the same. I think they're fun party games, the fighting games, because, you know, there's the one person there that knows how to play it, and then everyone else is just hitting whatever and seeing what the fuck happens. And I kind of think that's quite fun. Um, maybe you disagree, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't buy one of these games just to play like for myself. At all, I, d- I don't know. D- do you guys play the games like, like a fighting game on your own? Like, nah. I mean, I so again, part of just the charm- a story mode, and then yeah, I was done. gonna say part of the charm with like this Mortal Kombat trilogy specifically is that there was a heavy emphasis on an actual story, which you know, by me no means was it like 
yeah. um, any kind of fucking uh, kind of craft of, of narrative and lore, but it's more combat and you can do a lot with it and it's good, silly fun and, and nonsense. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, it, of like the kind of modern fighting games, I think Mortal Kombat slash Injustice have been the best at weaving the combat with like a kind of storyline that passes through. Um, like, you know, Tekken is still my go-to fighting game, but even that has struggled to find a way to kind of balance those two. Um, which, I, I thinking about it, there is... I mean, they haven't announced, like, Tekken 8 in terms of a date yet, but there is still half a chance that we could get a Street Fighter, a Mortal Kombat, and a Tekken game all in the same year. And uh, uh, since we went to air as well, the AEW game is confirmed for June 27th. Yes. It's about that is also fucking a, time for them. <laughs> yeah. Never has a game been... Never have well, they stretched I, the definition of soon. Yeah, I, it was particularly taking the piss this week when the trophy list leaked and the game started accidentally preloading on people's consoles. <laughs> I was like, huh, I guess it's coming out pretty soon then. Look, making video games, all right? It's, there's a lot that goes into it, and that includes fucking uploading the thing as well, I guess. Mm. I can't wait for Mark's game that has uh, Ultra Hand in it. I'm so excited. Do you know what? I have been playing a whole bunch of Tears of the Kingdom and thinking, what is there anything in here that I could take? And I don't don't think I could bolt anything on that wouldn't just look very much like, uh, yeah, you played Zelda recently, didn't you? So... I've been doing it's that, so but like looking years at to develop. I've been doing that, but like looking at things in the real world and being like, "Can I ultra hand that sign?" <laughs> it's like Tetris effect, but Zelda. Um, next up, uh, this is the most Jack Lazeldu story we've had in a while, so I'm just gonna sit back. Clean your bikini bottom in Power Wash Simulator SpongeBob crossover. Now, one of the things that I think that you know because i love playing the base game of power wash simulator but one of the things i think is really cool now is they're just like fuck it we're just going to take environments from like tv shows and other video games and just let you clean those which is cool and i think at some point i'm going to go back and you know bash through all the additional content but power wash simulator is about to get a whole lot wetter as a wonderful hose up heads to the depths of the ocean as part of a new Spongebob crossover DLC arriving in the summer. So details on Power Simulator Spongebob Squarepants special pack are slim at present, but a teaser video announcing the crossover does offer a glimpse of a player taking the sights of an unusually mucky bikini bottom nozzle in hand, uh, according to Eurogamer. So yeah, how I just I, I love the, the spirit of fun the uh, the the power simulator team seems to have to to be able to get and license some of these IPs and I just love the phone call that they would have to make um to to, to like what who's it Nickelodeon who owns SpongeBob SquarePants at this point yeah, is it Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon yeah. yeah I was thinking that like just like Nickelodeon like someone at Nickelodeon head office is like uh, there's a bunch of guys on the phone who they 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 said they want to clean. Uh, SpongeBob land and put it in a video game, make it really day, and then make it clean again. And people are probably just confused as to why the fuck anyone would want to do this. But yeah, it's uh, more DLC for Power Wash Simulator. And uh, I don't know if any of you guys revisited Power Wash Simulator at any point. Or Not really. To it or, people in yeah. work play it a lot, so I see it a lot, but I haven't played it in a long time. Um, oh, I love, so by fun. the way, that in a week where Dead by Daylight announced that Nicolas Cage will be added to the game playing himself. <laughs> Self, that this is the crossover story we ran with on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, that look, little I only glimpse had, I, of Nicolas Cage. 
I only wanted to put four stories in, and I, I had a feeling that none of us were Dead by Daylight fanatics, so... I don't know, I might be I now. <laughs> yeah, Cage is in it, why not? Yeah. They've been really um, smart about the, the crossovers they've chosen with this game. Like, the Tomb Raider yeah, Croft Manager so. one is, like, that Croft Manor, that's that's perfect. There is never, like, that's good. so good. And, like, Final Fantasy VII Midgar makes sense because Square Enix is the publisher. And now, yeah. now SpongeBob is, like, again, if, if you're going to attract people, it's like, yeah, clean up SpongeBob. Great. What a great idea. Well done. Actually, I wonder, because I know there's been at least one SpongeBob game within the last year or so. Like, I wonder, who actually did publish that? Because uh, they, yeah, they remade a couple of them at the stage, haven't they? Yeah, uh, THQ Nordic, so, yeah. Hmm. I guess they only had the license just for that game. They don't actually have the SpongeBob license to just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. It's 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 just a very... If you was like, pick three things to use Power Wash Simulator for, I think you'd be there for a while picking these three as a whole, but mm-hmm. uh, it's cool. Our final news story. Garrett, Grand Theft Auto 6. There appears to be some movement. Yeah, and it makes sense. Uh, THQ has released its latest yearly earnings report, and there's intriguing predictions buried within suggesting Grand Theft Auto 6 could be launching within the next year. Spotted by IGN, publisher Take-Two is predicting it will generate an absolutely staggering $8 billion in net bookings for its 2025 uh, fiscal year, beginning April 2024, as it launches several quote-unquote groundbreaking titles. That's a significant jump up from the $5.3 billion it's just reported for its financial year, an even bigger jump from $3.5 from the year prior, suggesting there is something afoot with the Grand Theft Auto. I think next year makes a lot of sense for, for GTA, probably next fall, which would be, to make us all feel very old, 11 years since the original release of Grand Theft Auto 5. Ugh. Madness. 11 years between main... Actually, not even main engine. There has been... like We haven't even gotten the fun of like Liberty City Story-style spin-offs. It's been just GTA 5 seven different re-releases of GTA 5 and GTA Online for 11 years now. But it does look like next year we will be getting the, the next version, assuming they hit their date, which mm. is always up in the air. It, it's insane to think about how much money that thing is going to make. Like, the stock jumped by $70 off of this announcement. And that wasn't even to say the thing is coming next year. Like, it is insane how much money this thing is going to make that company and, and yeah. you know, by proxy, how much the stock is probably going to jump. It's going to, be very, it's going to be very interesting, though, because, like, there is a huge built-in install base for GTA Online. Humongous. And, like, there, there is always a giant risk of moving that. Like, like it's, 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 yeah, you would assume it's, like, all, it's the reason everyone's just, like, we're never, we're never going to release Fortnite 2. It's just not going to happen. We're just going to keep building on Fortnite because people play Fortnite. Whereas, like, the idea of, like, whatever GTA Online is tied to GTA 6 and maybe it, uh, there's all kinds of rumors that GTA 6 will kind of be, like, an online growing title with one city and you get more cities. There's all those kind of rumors that came out last year or early this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, moving all those players over from GTA Online to whatever the new one is, it's a risk. It's, like, it's not a slam dunk. <laughs> That, that kind of reminds me, did you did you see or read about the uh, Overwatch 2 oh, announcement this week? They want to burn Activision Blizzard to the ground. For oh, that shit. Shit. thing just came and died, didn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Just killed Swing the storm. Swing and a mess. Uh, right, okay. That's, uh, that's the last bit of news, and that's the end of another episode of Link to the Cast. Thank you all very much for tuning in for another episode. 
And thanks for everyone's feedback on, on episode 300 yeah, as people well. people really love it. If you haven't checked it out, a quiz spectacular. It was a pretty great episode in spite of Garrett's best efforts. Um, <laughs> well, I think in fairness, in spite of my best efforts. <laughs> yeah, oh, gee, oh, you were getting a shellacking from... Uh, from from us on, on Twitter this week about uh, how difficult that fucking quiz was. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, if you want to follow us to see the stuff we're posting, to chat to us about uh, you know what you've been playing, what you've been watching, or what you think we should be playing or watching, I'll link to the cast where you need to go on Twitter. Individually, I'm at the day to Dave. Mark is at Lithium Project. Jack is at Jack Lazell. Garrett is at Garrett Kidney. We'll see you again next week for another link to the cast. Until then, be safe. See you soon. I love you, Craig. Bye.